What is up, everybody? The Washington Wizards, it's their third collapse in the fourth quarter in a row. Losing to the Toronto Raptors in Toronto, 111 to 107. So we're going to talk about how do we lose this game? Uh, we're going to look at the performances of the starters and the second unit. And as we always do, we're going to look at comments and chop it up with you guys at the end. So tune in to Locked On Wizards next. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everybody? I know ain't too much good, but definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us tonight. It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. And appreciate you guys for making Lock the Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So looking at this game, E, <laughs> another fourth quarter collapse. Another winnable game. So if you had to look at a few factors, right, that led to this this, this loss for us, um, what factors do you, do you see that led to the Wizards giving up a fourth quarter collapse again? Uh, many factors, man. I mean, Wes, you know, he, he he didn't challenge. There was a deflection where I thought the Raptors had out of bounds and then the foot, you know, of Kuzma. I, I thought I it did look like it was out of bounds, but yeah. I think you, you just got to rob for your guys and, and fight and challenge that. Um, he didn't play Gafford at all in the fourth quarter when Gafford had a good game. Gafford had, uh, what, 10 points in the first half. He was rebounding yeah. the ball well. He went over five boards in, in the first half, so I thought he was playing well, finishing well around the rim. We had no post presence or no paint presence at all. Pascal Siakam had 39. Pascal didn't hit one three. He didn't hit one three, 39 points. And he really took over in the second half. He did a lot of his damage in the second half. We had no answer for him. We couldn't stop him. And on the players, too, they couldn't make any layups. We missed three or four layups in a row. Yeah. Towards the end of the game, yes, they were tough layups. Jordan Poole missed a floater. He missed a layup. Tyus Jones missed a layup going to the basket. Uh, Denny tried ISO ball, trying one-on-one ball. He tried it twice. Got fouled on one play. The second play, we we just weren't able to score. So, once again, it, it's, it's a Weston Hill Jr. masterclass. We saw the Clippers were up by 35, and we find a way yeah. to lose. We've seen numerous times, Blazers last year, we led the league in 15-plus point blown leads, and we're doing it again. You know, the Hornets, we're winning that game for the majority of the game. Guess what? We find a way to lose. So we're, with West, there's a will, there's a way. There's a way to find ways to lose. It's just a different way to lose every single time. And first half, they were up by what? What was our largest lead? We were up by, what, 25 or 23? Or we were up by 23, dominating yeah. the game. Kuzma yeah. hot. Kuzma having 18 to 20 points in the first half, dominating, getting to the basket. Uh, we were moving the ball. We had a bunch of assists in the first half. We were hot from three. Yeah. Um. They were playing their best ball. Wes is really good in the first quarter. He starts off hot, but when it gets to that third quarter, you got to make adjustments. It comes to, you know, coaching, you know, calling uh, calling different plays, um, matching up, matchups. He struggles with it. He struggles with it. And I know it's a ta- it's a tanking or rebuilding season or a draft position season, but this is this is a game. No Gary Trent Jr. Um, no OG Ananobi. This is a game where the Wizards should have came out one. They they punched them in the mouth, but once they get punched back, they have no answer. So it, it's really disappointing. 
It's really disappointing once again, especially to lose like that. It just it just brings me nightmares of how Bradley Bill will lose a game by stepping out of bounds, uh, and just ending the game with a turnover, not even able to get a shot up to to at least try to tie the game. So that was super disappointing. Um, but yeah, I just want to look at uh, turnovers, and of course we got all rebounded, thirty to forty seven. Uh, the Raptors. They shot terribly from three, but they still just got away. They found ways to get into the paint. They had 76 points in the paint, which is just inexcusable. We just can't stop anybody from getting to the basket. We had 48. They had 76. Uh, we ended up with 22 turnovers as well. But, yeah, just a West Coast Junior Master Class. So, I'm not surprised. Every time we have a big lead like that, it's just like, you know, how are we going to lose? You know, how are we going to lose? That's, that's, that's the question there. So, um, another disappointing loss. Uh, the positives, we'll talk about Blau later, but I thought he played well. I thought there were some some good things from some from Blau and, and some some other guys, but uh, for the main part, it, it's just another disappointing loss for the Wizards. They're two and eight now in a game that they they certainly should have won. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they looked good in the first half, man. They shot what sixty percent from three. I mean they, the ball move was fluid. You saw good passing. You saw efforts on the defensive end. You saw people get into the passing lanes. And then again, 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 the other team makes adjustments and Western still just sits there and does the same thing. You make adjustments whether you down or up, man. You make adjustments because you always anticipate that the other team is going to make those adjustments. So you base that off of that. Just to be like, oh, well, no, we're good, man. I'm just going to roll with whatever I'm doing. No, again, the fourth quarter collapse, man. I mean, it's it's it's, it's the same script, man. I tell you, it's a sitcom, man. <laughs> you already know what's going to happen every episode. I mean, it's, 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 it's abysmal. We are probably the worst rebounding team I've ever seen in D.C. And I've been watching this team since C-Web was around, man. I, I mean, we, we're the worst rebounding team I've ever seen the Wizards field, man. We, I mean, how many times do they get second chance points and get offensive rebounds? We are abysmal. And we can't guard the paint. Everybody on the team, I mean, Sianca made his money in the paint. <laughs> I mean, he made his money in the paint, including that last shot that put him up why is Bilal on him man I, I would have put Kuz on him I would have put some size on him because you knew what he's going to do he's going to go into the paint and shut I'm just saying it, it, it's hard to watch because look I, I'm just going to kind of put this to rest now I get it we're in a rebuild you still try you, you still try that's the that's the culture part you know you just don't stink it up and say oh, I don't care man you know I'm just going to go out here and, and stink it up because why should I buy tickets to go watch you play ball you gotta you gotta want to you gotta care I mean you got to care yeah we're in a rebuild but you still you try. That's a that, that is the culture. You try. You build a winning culture. It starts with effort. They're not doing that. It's just it's this Hollywood style. You know. I mean, let's look at the starting real quick. <laughs> um, like you said, Kuz was a man in the mission. Thirty four points, fourteen for twenty five. We know how he rose with efficiency, but he was doing his thing as far as scoring tonight. Gaff, you know, you said he he had a good game, and he did. Six for seven for the field, three blocks, one steal, four fourteen points, nine rebounds. Gap played well tonight. Um, Denny, I had an all right game. On, on the, uh, four turnovers. I mean, turnovers wasn't just on him. I mean, if you look at the, uh, the, uh, the starting unit, four turnovers for Jordan Poole, four turnovers for Denny, six from Kuzma. I mean, turnovers continue to be an issue. And then looking at Muscala, Lord, I'm, we're going to get on him in a minute, but let's not even get on Muscala right now. Lord have mercy. Um, it's just, I mean, Tyus Jones looked decent, eight assists. I mean, the starting unit looked good in the first half, but then it's just – the coaching is just I, – I, I'm running out of excuses for West Huntsville Jr. I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, it's just the, – the lack of calling – it's just it's abysmal. I mean, this is the third time in a row, E, that we had the game won. I mean, a Charlotte game. We were up by 10 at seven minutes in the fourth, man. 
I mean, same thing with this game. I mean, we had a chance against the Nets. I, I just don't get it. I mean, rebounding and, and paint defense is going to be issue all season long. So just go ahead and buckle up because that's going to be an issue all year long. Every team rebounds at a high level with us. I mean, look, if you're struggling, play the Wizards. You're good to go. You're going to have a career tonight. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You let Mark Williams come, come up in your house and get 20-plus rebounds, man. I mean, it's just it's abysmal. This is the worst rebounding team I've ever seen in D.C. It's, it's hard to watch. So, yeah, I mean, that's my take at it, man. It's just another collapse in the fourth quarter. You know, and people use excuses rebuild. You still try. You still put effort. I mean, don't don't stop messing with our minds, man. I mean, if you're just going to go into the fourth quarter with lead and give it up, man, let's get blown out in the third. And we just know how this is going to end. Like, it's, it's tough to watch you have that effort for three quarters. Because, look, if NBA games were three quarters, we're an NBA championship contender team. I mean, it's just they have to finish the game. It, you know, it's how you finish. So that's where I'm at. It's it's another hard loss, man. And there's a multiple reasons, but we are we're terrible at rebounding. We give teams opportunities time and time again to score. I mean, it's just it's that's where I'm at, man. Yeah. In the last five minutes and 47 seconds against the Raptors, the Wizards scored zero points. They were over seven. They had four turnovers and 16 points allowed. So uh it's just inexcusable. We just we basically got shut down. We weren't able to score, no adjustments. I didn't like this illegal screen call on Jordan Poole. Like I said, I'm not going to blame the game on calls and refs, you know, something that maybe Wes could have challenged. And then when they they uh, called, the uh, Kuzma was arguing a call, and the Raptors threw the ball in. It was five on four. They scored an easy layup. And he was telling Wes to challenge. Wes didn't challenge. And um, they scored an easy layup. So, you know, we can't worry about refs, can't complain about that. But, you know, Wes – for whatever reason, you know, didn't want to challenge some of these calls. And he might have lost them anyway, but, you know, you got to at least try. You know, you got to at least try. And, and Instead of waving the white flag, you got to at least try and attempt. It's kind of like Ron Rivera not throwing a challenge flag in some of these games, you know. So, he's Wes has got to try like he's trying to win. You hit the nail on the head. You got to try. I mean, Scotty Barnes, really, bro? Like, really? He he got he, he got hit, right? Yeah, he fell, yeah. And then, and then he's up there talking <laughs> junk, like, and then he rolls over like he's hurt. Like, come on, that's like the worst <laughs> acting ever. Get that man an Academy Award because, he. I mean, he got the call. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's where I'm at, man. It, it was just a hard game to watch because we know what the issues are. Apparently, they don't want to change it. Mm-hmm. And it's just rebounding, and we can't – we cannot guard the paint to save yeah. our lives. So, um, next, we're going to talk about the second unit. How did the young guys do? Um, Johnny Davis, where is he at? And uh, we're going to talk about a video that came out about Jordan Poole. You know, is immaturity going to be an issue? Or we're going to talk about that next. And then we're going at the end, we're going to get into comments like we always do. But tonight's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. How does free Thanksgiving sound to you? This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help you make sure that Thanksgiving table is complete. Because who wants turkey without the gravy? I don't. No, turkey is great, but we all know the best part of Thanksgiving dinner is the sides. With Ibotta, you can make sure you get the whole family's favorite side dishes and the turkey all while getting yourself cash back. Man, I'm trying to tell you. Starting November 1st for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care items to pantry goods. So you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Because, man, I'm hurting in the pocket a little bit from the groceries. I don't know how you feel, but I am. So download the Ibotta app now and use the code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. 
And thank you guys for making Locked Wizards your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to do a preview for Wednesday's game. So definitely tune in. And we're going to talk about a lot of things we're talking about tonight. We're going to talk about Johnny Davis, what his future is, and, I mean, what's on sale? At what point do you consider making a change? So we're going to talk a lot of things tomorrow. So getting into it, e, uh, looking at this second unit, um, Glad Kolobali continues to impress a lot of, I mean, you know, the, there was a complaint that I actually made that there was a hesitancy to drive the lane, um, not really putting the ball on the floor. So, you know, kind of looking at the positive side, how impressed were you with Bilal with his performance these last three games? Uh, I love it. I mean, he's hit a three in every single game. He's scoring in transition, getting to the basket. So I love his confidence. Uh, you know, not hesitating at all, playing, you know, trying, giving effort on defense. I know Scotty Barnes got him in a post one time where, you know, he hit him with an up and under and, and got under him and scored pretty easily. But that's a learning experience for Bilal. You know, once he gets stronger gets you that, and gets used to moves like that, I think he'll be fine. But, uh, you know, he went four for seven, one for one from the three, rebounded the ball well, seven, seven boards, three assists, ten points. Um Kind of got a little foul prone there with four fouls, but I thought he played pretty well for the most part. But uh, he looks confident, man. The shot is dropping, the shot is falling, and he's shooting the three a lot better than what I thought. You know, not he's not shooting a lot of threes, but he's knocking them down. Last game against Brooklyn, he hit four out of seven. So I, I love what I'm seeing from him. And, uh, you know, you're just looking at some of the numbers a, again from some of these games. I know I'm sidetracking from Blau, but it's just insane. I mean, the, the Hornets, they went on a 25 to six fourth quarter run the nets went on a 20 to 5 fourth quarter run now the raptors went on a 21 to 1 fourth quarter run so it just shows that that fourth quarter you know and it's just the one common denominator is west we saw it with the solid three last year we saw it with other other with the first time the west was coaching you know all these all these fourth quarter comebacks and just giving up leads so you know it's like you know i can't keep blaming the players when it's the same coach you know, so it is really on West. Now I get some of the roster construction. We don't have any big men. We don't have anybody that really can stop the paint at all. I hundred percent understand that, and the whole trust in the process thing right now. But yeah, the one kind of common denominator is West. Three games in a row where you have big leads and you lose them. So it's very disappointing. But yes, Blau is showing some flashes. Johnny just—he's not getting any playing time at all. But Blau certainly is showing flashes. He's trending in the right direction for sure. He is definitely turning in the right direction, man. I love what I see from Bilal. I mean, it, I say this all the time, man. When he figures a consistent, figures out a consistent offensive game, this is, he's he's a future all star. I mean, defensively, he is a dog on the defensive end, man. I mean, he's got instincts on the defensive end that you can't teach, man. I mean, he's he's incredible. I, I love what I see. Now, I, I was famous for saying that you know, you know, looking at Cam Whitmore in the draft. Look, I had no problem with his pick. You know, this was the right pick. It really was because he is definitely panning out. This is a really Really good pick for the Wizards. Um, Johnny Davis, where you at? He, I mean, you know, again, no playing time. DMP. Um, do you think this is a coaching thing, or why do you think we're not seeing Johnny Davis at really a really crucial time? Yeah, it's so odd, especially without Delon Wright being available. It's very odd that he can't even get five to ten minutes. Uh, it, it's just very odd. I mean, Mescala got seven minutes. It's like, you know, I feel like Johnny can get seven minutes if, if Mescala can come and get seven. And Mescala, you know, he played with some effort. He wasn't bad tonight, but, you know, he just – he's not providing much resistance in the paint at all. Uh, but, yeah, you just feel like Johnny, who was the 10th pick of the draft, and I get it, you know, Will Dawkins didn't draft him, Schlank or Michael Winger didn't, didn't draft him. So they really are not tied to him. You know, they're not really focusing on developing you know, at this at this point. You know, I thought they were going to try to – 
get him some playing time, but they really are not invested in, in him at all because they didn't draft him. Of course, if the previous regime didn't get fired, then I think Johnny would be playing. But since you know you got a whole new staff, they're not they're not entitled they're not giving him any entitlement at all. And uh, I did want to see him get a chance to develop and grow, but that may not happen until after the trade deadline. And honestly, he might not even be here after the trade deadline. He doesn't have any value, trade value, but he might be attached to a player and get traded. I, I think his trajectory, honestly, unfortunately, is starting to look like Jerome Robinson, who was traded here. Uh, he was a lottery pick, and he got attached to a to a pick to a player, and um, and, and ended up getting traded to the, to the Wizards. And you know, after that, he didn't he hasn't really done much in the league at all, if he's even in the league. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like for defensive purposes, maybe he can come in and get some playing time. I think they could have used him a little bit defensively to get some stops. But, um, yeah, he, he, right now it, it just it doesn't look like he's going to get any playing time any soon, especially when it's not a blowout. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. You know, we talked about the past regime. I mean, Thomas Shepard probably would have gave him a supermax. I, I don't know what Thomas Shepard but <laughs> <laughs> No trade clause. No trade clause and everything, you know. But <laughs> it's just – it is kind of weird to see that he's not getting playing time because I figured they would at least give him the opportunity to kind of showcase what he can do. Because you see glimpses with Johnny Davis, but it's interesting that he, he doesn't get much playing time. Because like I said, looking at the last couple of seasons, you know, West does kind of stick with his guys. You know, he, he was a big Anthony Gill guy. Uh, we saw Anthony Gill play over people like Denny. You know, and, I mean, he has his guys. But, I mean, I think it has a lot to do. The, the front office kind of gave him autonomy. He says, look, the rotation is kind of like baseball. Lineup card is the managers, right? You know, they kind of let him do his rotations and seem fit. But you, I, at some point, when does the front office say, look, man, we need to start evaluating these young guys? You know, we need to see what, what Johnny Davis could do because if we don't want him here, we have to at least see what kind of value we can get out of him. You know, and I, I mentioned maybe a change of scenery trade for James Wiseman. You know, James Wiseman's kind of like Johnny Davis where he's he struggled, you know, and Wiseman's been in the league longer than Johnny, but maybe a change of scenery helps. You know, because Wiseman still hasn't figured his game out. And, uh, you know, the thing with Wiseman is you got to understand that he didn't play a full year of college. You know, he got drafted pretty much playing three games at Memphis, and he's very raw. And Johnny Davis, you know, he you can say to a certain degree he's still very, very raw. He needs to be developed. But maybe a change of season really helps. But you got to see what you have in Johnny Davis, man. So um, before we get to the comments um, or add then comments, and then the video came out of Jordan Poole where he was less than a tenth at a timeout. Um how are you feeling about his maturity level, man? I mean, do you do you see this is going to be a reoccurring issue? Do you see uh, maybe there's a scenario where they work with him and he figures it out? But how much of a red flag is the issues with his immaturity? He? Uh, it's concerning. I thought he was a little bit more engaged tonight and, and locked in. Still didn't shoot the ball well, 6 for 16. Ended up with 14 points. He was a minus 12 on the court, and he did miss that floater at the end. Of the game, uh, Kuzma missed a layup too, so he's yeah. not the only one that missed a layup or missed a floater. So, uh, you know, Jordan Poole's not the only person to really – I'm not blaming him for loss at all. But, yeah, he's been disappointing so far since he's been here. You know, the the Shaq in a full moment where he got blocked by Przingis, throwing it off the backboard of Kuzma. It looks like he got benched by West at one point. Not paying attention on, uh, to the play on, on, the, uh, on the bench. And uh, it was overtime on Twitter – Somebody recorded it on TikTok. They put it out. They showed a clip where Schmidt was like, hey, pay attention, telling Jordan Poole to pay attention to the clipboard to Wes Unsell Jr. Then uh, Eugene tells uh, Jordan Poole to pay attention to the clipboard and play attention to the play. Him and Ryan Rollins are talking back and forth, and uh, the, the, the buzzer sounds because the timeout is over. 
And then Jordan Poole looks back at the play. He probably didn't really see what the play was. And uh, he just goes on. So, you know, we've seen some antics. We've seen him go back and forth with Warriors guys. You know, he, we've seen him go back and forth with a Hall of Famer and Steph Curry. Uh, you know, we saw the whole Jordan Poole thing in, in the practice. But, um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, we're getting to see firsthand some of the immaturity from Jordan Poole. Some of the things that we saw from the Warriors and, and reports that we heard or the concerns that we heard, we're getting to see it now every day. Since he's playing for the Wizards, we get to, we're watching the Wizards every day. We're not really watching the Warriors every day like that, but we get to see him now every single day and some of the some of the antics and Shaq the fool that Jordan Poole's doing. So and he's under a bigger he's not under a bigger he's under a lesser spotlight because of the Warriors on national TV. We're not, but he has more of a role here where it's not like he's playing behind Staff and Clay and, and Draymond and other, all those other guys who won championships. So um, yeah, it's disappointing seeing that. And I'm rooting for Jordan Poole, but it's, 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 he's starting to run out of chances, honestly. He really is. He's starting to run out because I, I want to see him play well. But when you're not playing well and you're not listening on the sidelines, it's just like it, it's, it's a double. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look. So I, I I thought tonight he played a little bit more focused. We didn't see it, those Shaq in the full moments, but yeah. at the same time, it's not a good look. So, um, you know. I mean, we've 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 seen it's 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 been a roller coaster ride for Jordan Poole. I think he's only had really one good game since one good full game, the Grizzlies game, and that's it. Other than that, he's shot the ball really poorly, and, and he has struggled so far. I'm holding out hope that this coach. Yeah, is no, I'm not. I'll, I'll say one. I'm not going to yeah. burn him over the video. I'm not yeah. going to overreact. I'm not going to burn him over it. We saw some good things in the offseason where he planned the whole trip to play uh, pickup basketball, Texas Blau and all that stuff. But right now I haven't seen the the maturity reports in the summertime. I haven't seen it at all so far. Yeah, I mean, and I get that, man. I was initially I, I was impressed with that too. But it's like that's like you cut my grass and then peeing on my doorstep. Like it started out well, but it, you know what I mean? Like he, I, I it's a red flag. You know what I mean? It really is because. You, you got He keeps making his comment. This is my team. This ain't nobody's team, man. Look, everybody's being evaluated. It is by no means being centered around you. Like we all had a lot of a lot of high praise for Jordan Poole. I thought that. Look, I think he, I still think he could develop to be an all star. I think that he could be definitely part of the foundation of this franchise going forward. But the immaturity is annoying. It really is. I mean, look, you know, you have guys who are fighting for minutes, telling you to pay attention. Come on, man. Like, I'm not going to burn them, but it's like, it ain't a good look. It ain't a good look at all. You can't just be the guy. You need to act like the guy. You need to lead, lead by example. You know, this whole, oh, I got the team already. You ain't got nothing yet. Everybody on this squad, other than probably Bilal and Denny, because Denny just got paid, is under the microscope. They're tradable. You know, and the only thing that's hurting the Wizards when it comes to pool is because of these antics. What team wants, what team wants that? Nobody does. So it behooves the Wizards to get him straight, because if we have any hope of flipping him if we intend to do so, we have to get these antics out of the way because what organization do you know wants, wants this? They don't. It's just the immaturity, the playing around, you know, not taking it serious. I mean, I'm just saying, man, a lot of there's a lot of players in this league who are just <laughs> are on their last chances, man. I mean, Zion not, not taking things serious. This ain't no Pelicans channel, but I think we all know about his deal. <laughs> I mean, it's just he's got to take it serious, man. I mean, this because <laughs> the playing around's got to stop. I'm just going to keep it there. I hope it. I'm holding out hope that they work with him. He gets it together. You know, he, he finds his maturity and he figures it out. And I really do. But it's not a good look right now. E. So um, we're going to go ahead and get in the comments, see what you guys think. But before we do, he's going to holler at us about FanDuel tonight. 
Yeah, one last thing. Yeah, we 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 all gave Bradley Bill a hard time for yeah. you know his body language, his some of his antics, you know, kind of pouting and crying a little bit on the sidelines and stuff on the bench. So you know, if we if we're gonna hold Bill accountable, we we hold everybody accountable. It doesn't really matter who you are. So we definitely gotta hold Jordan Poole accountable and call out stuff that we don't like on the sidelines. So yeah, like I said, I'm not giving up on him or totally bashing him, but yeah, I, yeah, he he has to play better and. You know, body language has to be better as well. Just yeah. decision making, the whole nine, it has it just has to be better. It has to improve for sure. All right, but um, before we move on to a couple of comments, we'll probably read one or two comments. I know you guys are going crazy in the chat right now. A lot of a lot of people going back and forth right now. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. Oh, Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm I'm, going to say something real quick, man, before we get into comments, man. Um, Let me me start by saying this, man. Um, We have a lot of people from Israel that are, viewers the listeners mm-hmm. we definitely appreciate y'all uh, look prayers are with you guys right now man um look we need to we need to figure this comment section out man because look this whole you know calm people racing look we need to stem that man let's be, let it be known right now the only criticism we've ever had towards denny was on his game as a basketball player never anything else never anything else were y'all watching last year bradley bill got more smoke than anybody else man i mean you got you better believe it so look man I'm gonna say right now is getting is getting a little time, man. Let's, let's clean it up. Let's, look, if if you feel like that we're being hard on him and we're racist, tune in somewhere else, man. It's not what we're about. It's not what we're about. So look, it's all love here. We got love for everybody, man. So saying that, let's get in the comments. Yes, sir. Very well said. Very well said. We'll probably read one or two, and uh, we'll save some for tomorrow because uh, we got to do a preview. They play. What do they play on Wednesday? They play the Mavericks, so that's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, Luca coming to town. He can certainly drop 40, 40 on the Wizards. Pascal had 39, so he, he almost had 40. So you, you got Kyrie coming in as well. The only thing is that they don't have a lot of bigs, but, you know, we'll talk about that tomorrow night. Uh, Onion77 says, eh, nah, bash. <laughs> Jordan Poole, yeah, look, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not a fan of the sideline sideline uh, a- a- antics or, or whatever happened on the sideline. I'm not a fan of it. A fan caught it, and he needs to pay attention. It's inexcusable. It's ridiculous behavior. And uh, like I said, we, we got on Bill a lot for stuff like that and just you know, pouting on the sideline and whatnot. But, you know, Jordan Poole kind of pouting a little bit and not paying attention. It's unacceptable. It's un- it's, it certainly has been. He has been. He's been underwhelming so far. You know, for Kevin Garnett to say that, oh, he's going to be like James Harden and, and have that transition, yeah. You know, we had conversations about him being the face of the franchise or being uh, uh, the next franchise player. You know, those conversations are, are definitely done and over with for sure. So I, I know it's early. It's very early. It's only two or two and eight. It's only the 10th game of the season. But it's like, you know, you've kind of seen kind of see what you get. You know, I think he's a good player, but he's more of like a six man. A lot of people want him to play point guard and be on ball. I think he's he'll be good in spurts and spots, but. I think what you saw with the Warriors is kind of his ceiling where he's going to have some really, really good games, but he's going to have some stinkers in there too, where he kind of just looks better as a, as a six man on, on a, on a good team at times, honestly. So, yeah. um, but no, go ahead. Did you have something to say? 
I mean, you already know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I like Jordan Poole, man. It's just I like him a lot too. I do. I, I, as a player, I think he could develop into an all star. I think he's electrifying. He's going to bring people are going to come pay money to watch him play. You got to stem the immaturity, man. Because if you indeed want to be a leader, it's by example. You know, you you got to you got to be that guy who's telling other people to pay attention. It's just not a good look. So I'm I'm hoping that. You know, they he figures it out. I really do because I want to see him shine. I, I think he has too much talent to let you know something like immaturity really derail your development. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, it, it just wasn't a good look. Landry told him to pay attention, then Eugene told him to pay attention. So, uh, not a good look. But like like I said, it's, it's a long season. It's a long season. We'll see uh, what, what Jordan Poole decides to do if he you know locks in. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, XXR.XX says, let's talk about why is Bilal shooting better than Kispert from three. If Kispert isn't hitting threes, what benefit is he providing? Be better. Yeah, he's a shooting specialist. He uh, he, he did do some other things tonight. I saw him you know, get to the bass and finish the transition tonight. Uh, let me look at his numbers. Ten points, two for five from the three, which is not bad. Ten points, three assists, two boards. Three for seven from the field, 24 minutes tonight. So he, he didn't have a bad game. You know, we've seen games where, you know, shooting specialists like Bertans where he go 0 for 6 and 0 for 8, you know, and they, they would go 0 for, for the whole game. So I, I thought it was fine. Yes, he's been inconsistent, doesn't play defense well. They didn't draft him to play defense. So he, he is he is kind of a one-dimensional player, basically a specialist, but he does move well. He, he cuts to the basket well. He finishes around the rim well. He does some other things, some things that you just don't really see in the stat sheet. You can't really teach. So that that's why I'm a, I'm, I like Corey Kispert's game. But, yes, if he's not knocking down threes, then there's some nights where he, he's just, you know, he's not going to give you much else. Yeah, I agree. I agree on all points, man. You know, he's definitely has high basketball IQ. Come over from school like Gonzaga. Mm. That's your MO. Um, but when his shot's not dropping, he's got, he's got to find other ways. It's kind of how I feel about Patrick Baldwin Jr., you know, if your shot's not dropping, you got to find other ways to contribute. So, yeah, it, I, I think with uh, Corey Kispert, he's, uh, he is what he is. He's a shooter who can cut, but, you know, he if you're expecting him to be some locked-out defender, you're going to be waiting for a while. So, yeah, he, he kind of is what he is. He's a shooter. So, Right. Uh, let's see here. So, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the Israeli comments. And we'll get to those tomorrow. They're saying that we didn't congratulate Denny when he got his contract. We certainly <laughs> did. And I'll, I'll pull up the episode yes. myself, but we certainly did. We said we're happy for the young man. We're happy that he got paid, that he got his money. I'm happy for everybody that got paid. You know, I'm happy when Gaffer got his contract. I'm happy when everybody got their contract. So we never said that we never wanted him to get paid. We just said it was a little too early. Like, we said the same thing about Johnny Davis getting his contract yeah. picked up, his, his third or fourth year option. Wes Unsell Jr. getting his option picked up. I thought that was just early. You know, I just wanted to see yeah. a little bit more. But, hey, you know, you guys listen to what you want to listen and hear what you want to hear and go with your agenda. You know, so some people said to ban some people in the chat. We may have to start doing that. We may have to start banning some people in the chat, putting, putting some people in timeout. We're, we're going to have to start doing that. Yeah, but, man. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, look, it's all love with Denny, man. I'm a believer in Denny Alvia, man. I think he's going to be a great player in this league. Um, any criticism on the show for anybody has always been based on their job title, which is basketball player, <laughs> you know, on sale is coaching. You know, we've got smoke for Tommy Shepard. We've gone all the way to the top. I mean, you know what I mean? We, we criticize because that's our job, but nothing has ever been about anything but basketball, man. So 
Yeah, I mean, but looking at um real quick before we roll, man, uh Bilal shooting better than Kispert. Bilal's impressed me, bro. Like his mm-hmm. shootings impressed me. He's starting to drive with more confidence. You know, he's he's it's gonna be scary in the next three to four years, man. Depending on how we do in the draft, they build it right. This is gonna be a scary team because the high upside with Denny and Bilal, as far as uh, their defense, number one, but their ability to play on offense, man. Their offense game is getting better, both of them. So it's going to be mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, this all said, Denny Ice on the clutch, what is what I was thinking. Yeah, Denny dribbled the ball three or four times between his legs and, and then tried to go to the basket. So, I mean, he gave him opportunities to make a play, and Denny wasn't able to make a play. And like I said, I'm not singling out Denny, but, you know, it just didn't work. Jordan Poole layup down the stretch didn't work. Kuzma missed the layup. So there's multiple things, but – yeah, the Denny ISO down the stretch didn't work either. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that they, they got to work on down the stretch. So, uh, but, yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to some, – some of these comments, yeah, we definitely got to ban some of you guys that are in here for sure. But uh, we're going to wrap it up. We thank you guys for listening and making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Win, lose, or draw. It's going to be a very, very long season. Another – West Hensel Junior Master Class of blowing a 15 plus or 20 plus lead. I mean, it, it's just it's just incredible. It really is. But all right, you guys, thank you guys for listening once again. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. <laughs>